Hello? Hey, Katiekins. It's Rosalie. Want to have a slumber party? She was a fugitive to the police. A sensation to the media. And a symbol of courage to young people everywhere to fight for what's right. The Legend of Billie Jean, directed by Matthew Robbins, featuring Pat Benatar's hit song, Invincible, rated PG-13. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Hey, Slumberkins. I'm Rosalie Kicks. And I'm Katie McBrown. And we are best friends forever. Each episode, Katie Kins and I roll out our sleeping bags, pick out a flick featuring one of our favorite heartthrobs, and we gab about it. Welcome to the slumber party. Guys, we are back. And welcome to all our old and new listeners. For those joining for the first time, we hope you brought your snacks. Here's just a little rundown of how the show works. So Katie Kins and I visit an imaginary video store and we select a movie that features the heartthrob of the month. And then we get out our sleeping bags and we chat about it to determine whether the movie is worthy enough to be placed on our coveted slumber party watch shelf. So before we dive in and start discussing the movie, I thought it would be fun to play a game of two truths and a lie. I haven't played this before, but I know, I know of it. I've definitely seen it in like interviews and stuff like that, but I don't, I've never played it. So this is going to be my first time. Yeah, I feel it definitely came up at a slumber party I was at, but most recently it came up in like a corporate setting at Mm. my job. Mm. (laughs) and no one got my lie are you gonna do the same ones no these are different Ooh. yes so how for those who have not played this little game before essentially i will read three statements and katie is going to try to pick out the lie so are you ready i'm ready okay when i was a kid i dreamed of being a secret agent My dream vacation is to visit Dracula's castle. And last, my favorite food is spaghetti. I'm going to say that your lie is that your favorite food is spaghetti. Because I feel like it's like nachos or pizza. (laughs) Well, Katie, that is wrong. What? (laughs) Yes. No. My My favorite food is spaghetti. And actually, I heard this growing up. Because I love spaghetti so much that when my mom was pregnant with me, it was like the only thing she could eat and not get sick from. Oh, my gosh. Because she said that she had to eat spaghetti like morning, noon, and night. (gasps) Morning spaghetti? I can't. Yes. Did she eat it cold? No. No. Like it was heated, but anything else she ate. She would just get like violently ill unless it was spaghetti. And she used to lie to my dad and go on (laughs) secret spaghetti trips. Oh my gosh. I love this. This is why you love Olive Garden so much, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Olive Garden, I do enjoy. I mean, I know it's like not great food. No, it's it's a good quality spaghetti. When you're there, you're family. And sometimes the waiter will eat some of your food while he's bringing it to you. Yes. So we should tell our listeners about that. You have to be careful when you go to Olive Garden because the waiter may take a little nip. from More than plate. a nip. Like a good three to four spins of the fettuccine. Well, I think what happened was they forgot that I wasn't getting the chicken. And I, mm. being a vegetarian... I know it has happened in the past, but I bet you they put the chicken on there and then took it off. And then they were like, oh, it looks full enough. Yeah, but it was like half of a portion. Yeah, like you were still ready to eat more, which, you know, normally after the spaghetti, you'd be like, okay, I'm full. But like you didn't get a full serving. So, But yeah, so as a kid, though, I never wanted to be a secret agent. I always wanted to be a journalist. As a child. So I just figured you watched so many like 
espionage movies like early <laughs> no i you know sadly we didn't really watch a lot of movies when i was a kid uh the movies we did watch it tend to be pretty repetitive mm -hmm. you know because we only had a handful at the time and then Dracula's castle i mean that's a no-brainer yeah like, like i course. knew that that one i knew that that one was a total truth i thought it you just wanted to be a spy yeah, and Dracula's Castle is a place you can go and you can buy some of Dracula's dirt. We have to go. Yes. And apparently, you know, I almost feel like the food is somewhat like medieval times. Like you're drinking <laughs> out of like chalices. I'm I never have to went... look at these pictures. Yeah, I never went to one of those medieval time places. I have gone twice. For the jousting. So... Did we go? So for some reason, I feel like we went in high school and I could be making this up. No, we did go when we were in high school and I can't remember if we were at Disney or not. And oh it was so strange. Like all of it. Like I, I didn't really know what to expect and it was just such great people watching. I don't like to eat with my hands and you had to eat like a turkey leg, like a, like a barbarian and <laughs> <laughs> like people were just holding these huge turkey legs and chowing into them. And it was, it was very unappealing. Um, yeah. But then we went, we went another time as adults for one of my friends, one of my dearest besties, Katie for her. I think we went for like her, in, in our 20s, maybe we went to it. So we were able to like drink there and you could get like a chalice of beer, <laughs> like a chalice of like Miller Lite. Oh my God. It was interesting. Yeah. I feel like it's something I don't know you'd experience once and be done, but you went twice. Well, I, I was like forced to go with the class trip. Right. You know, in high school, I was such like a nerd anyway. So like, I feel like I just did not let myself soak it all up. Whereas when we went older, like when we were older and it was just like friends, I felt a little bit more comfortable. I mean, it's a definitely, well, yeah. it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept in general, but it was, it was fun at the time. Yeah. It's like run fair, you know, I've, I've been to that too. I went a few years ago and then while there, I was like, I will never come back here. But now I'm that's getting kinda, the itch again. It's like every seven years, I want to go. <laughs> People love a turkey leg at Ren Pairs. And soft pretzels. Mm, yes, soft pretzels. <laughs> like the, the legend at AMC size. Yes, like three loaves of bread. It's a lot of yeast. Yeah. Well, I can't believe that I never knew that your favorite pasta or your favorite food was spaghetti. Yes, I do really like it as a teen or a kid. When my mom dropped me off, she'd be like, oh, Rosalie gets hungry every 10 minutes. She might need night spaghetti. What? Did you just always have like <laughs> Ziploc bags of spaghetti? No. And it was always so embarrassing. She would tell people like, oh, I eat every 11 minutes. No. And then, like, while I was at a friend's house, the mom or the parent would be like, Rosalie, are you hungry? Are you hungry? Like, as <gasps> if I was going to eat them. You're yeah. such a ferociously starving child. But just, now it makes like, sense because your limbs are long. Yeah, I like to eat. I yeah. Food is good, you know, but I, I it was agree. always embarrassing. Yeah, like, I wouldn't want anybody to be like, Rosalie pees herself in the middle of the night, so here's six packs of underwear. Like, no. I don't know, like, I, I would rather, <laughs> I'd rather neither of those things be brought up, but, like, it's just awkward. Like, you're just trying to make friends or be friends with these people. You don't want them, like, judging your appetite. Yeah, because, yeah, I kind of remember when I would stay at my one friend's house, whenever then we would go out to eat, they'd be like, well, Rosalie, order whatever you want. Wow. Because I might need two platters. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. So I am very interested to hear what yours are. And I want to see if I get fooled here. I hope to fool you. I really thought I really put my thinking cap on for this. Okay. All right. So my two truths and a lie are this or these. I've been arrested. 
I failed geometry twice in high school, and I had a rabbit named Cuddles when I was little. Okay. Well, the rabbit I remember, and I don't know, though, if it ended tragically with the rabbit, but I feel that is a truth. The geometry I could see because I, too, had the same issues with geometry. Tenth grade, I geometry was like such a devil to me. I could not get it. And the teacher at one point, I think, felt so bad because I was really trying. And at one point, she's just like, I'm just going to give you a C because <laughs> you tried. Like, oh, because I just couldn't get it. None of it made sense to me in my head. But yeah. I feel the arrested one is a lie only because I feel I would have been there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've stumped you because I have been arrested. God. And I've never failed geometry, not even once. But oh. it was hard. I will say geometry sucked. Like I definitely know that there were times where I had to see like a tutor like, or I had to go to, like, office hours with, like, somebody in, like, yes. my same grade who could, like, go through it with me because it was not great. But I can tell you my story of arrest because it's really, really not that scandalous. I just was arrested. So it was in college, in Temple. My friends and I obtained fake IDs from some sketchy place on Spring Garden Street. And then we ended up going to some bar on South Street where like a lot of underage kids went to like a lot of like temple st joe's college age under sure. 21 went and the bar got raided when i was there and so like everybody that was underage um had to like was like piled into like a paddy wagon and taken down to like the station taken to then, arkham taken asylum. to arkham station <laughs> asylum and then um we all had to go to court <laughs> So luckily I I just like had to pay a fine and like do community service, which sure I like, I'll do some community service, but I felt like such a bad person. Like I felt like a terrible, bad person. Now, did they cuff everyone? No, they, it was, it was pretty, all right, we're here. We're not supposed to be, I mean, I'm sure there were belligerent people that were maybe have, have, but like me and my friends were just like, Oh, shit. Like, of course this would happen to us. Yeah. And then probably a huge fine. Yeah. And I remember when I went to bring, like, my certificate of community service that I completed and, like, everything else, they, like, had no record of me. So I did everything for no reason. Oh, God. Yeah. And I had to go to, like, like, Philly court, which was weird. Yeah. Because it's in Center City, Gotham. It's right in Gotham. And I mean, I was, I had to be there at the crack of dawn. So like people, you know, the baddies were still out. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen friends of mine get arrested, but I've never been arrested. I'm proud of you. Try to keep it that way. I feel like I just talk myself out of stuff a lot of times. Or I'm just like kind of there. (laughs) like witnessing it and then I'm just like well I'm gonna go out the door yeah you're like you know what this is a side exit always stay under the radar but see the rabbit was the truth I yeah I feel on a previous episode you brought up cuddles oh I can't believe I brought him up already that yeah it ended bad because he froze to death see I knew it was something tragic when you said that I was like I did tell her it was it, it was outside in a pen like an elevated pen but it it was like a bad blizzard and we actually weren't even home. Like we got stuck somewhere. And then when we got home, it was too late. So it was like awful. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Cuddles. is listening. We love you. We love you, Cuddles. Yes. Before we get into the film, I really just need all of the listeners listeners to know that I am currently obsessed with Gotham. Um, (laughs) The TV show. It's like my new thing right now. And Katie, I need to know your favorite Gotham villain. I'm asking everyone. When you asked me at first, I was like, Rosalie, I don't watch Gotham. I just hear it through you. But you just like meant in the whole Batman universe of Gotham. Yes, in the universe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I would have to say it's Catwoman 
and I doubt you're surprised, but she's my favorite. Not at all. I mean, this is the perfect answer. <laughs> because you love cats and you've become a cat lady. I have. I have. And, and we'll get to now we're even counting cats in film. <coughs> like how many times a cat shows up in a film. That's it's now true. a count. Yes. So I'm not shocked at all. That is going to be a new feature. It's not going to earn a star. It's just going to be like cat count six or cat count half. Like if you just see right. like a tail. If you just see like a little bit of the cat. <laughs> so if it's just a tail, it's half because like yeah. their tail is half the body. It's half the body. That's what okay. half. That's the criteria. And I'm sticking with it. <laughs> what if you just see a cat eye? A uh-huh. half. Okay. So any part of body part. Yeah, like any part of the body at this point. Like even if it's just like, if it's moving so fast that you can't make out the whole cat, that's a half as well. Right. Yes. And are there any particular colors that, like the fur color that will get extra? No, I don't discriminate against the fur color. My okay. gray cat just hopped up on the bed. Oh. That was that was re- weird timing. But now I, I need to know your favorite because I thought it was one thing. And I feel like because of this TV show, it is now another thing. Well, yes. On the TV show, I've really gotten into Penguin because he's just like his attire, his clothing, everything is just amazing. He has a cane. that he like pokes at people with and well and sometimes he uses the umbrella as a cane which i've done in the past it's a good substitute for a cane the umbrella it is and it's handy because if it starts raining you know you have protection so exactly but i really do feel for people that don't know or maybe haven't been here since the pandemic started philadelphia I mean, the penguin is in the sewer, Joker's on the corner. It's, you got to be careful out there. It is Gotham. And Mm -hmm. I I loved that that was part of your Christmas card. (laughs) Yes. Like, it was very good. I mean, because it's very true. Soon, Penguin will be the mayor. And the streets will be flooded with, with like, tricks. Mm -hmm. And jingle jangle. And jingle jangle. Flown in from Riverdale. Yep. (laughs) So just be careful out there. And all right. So I think I've wasted enough of people's (laughs) time with my obsession. Should we get to the girl talk? I'm ready. Talk, talk, talk. Girl talk, talking back. Girl talk dateline. The game about the two things girls like best. Talking on the phone and... I'd love to go. Bye. So this is the segment of the show when we talk about the movie featuring this month's heartthrob. And February's heartthrob is Christian Slater. So this month we will do two episodes featuring Christian our Valentine. And the first flick we'll be gabbing about is the 1985 motion picture, The Legend of Billie Jean, which was actually his first leading role. And I didn't know that till we watched it. That's an exciting fact, because I honestly thought that he did more before this. Yeah, because I thought he was like, well, I guess he's obviously fairly young in this. I didn't look up the age, but I thought he started as like a small child actor. Yeah, like a Leo or like a Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, so, but this was his first lead role. And remember, Slumberkins, for the film to end up on the watch shelf, it needs to earn at least five gold stars. So as we're chatting, if you hear a twinkle sound, that signifies it earned a star. And Katie, why don't you share the criteria, remind the Slumberkins of how a movie earns a star? Of course. Um, And because it's a new year, we're going to introduce some new criteria, but I'll start with the old guys. So a movie can earn a star if it features such things as a mall, babe alert, radical fashions, bodacious soundtrack, a bad boy, nudies, a rebel girl, pizza delivery, first kiss, wild hair, crazy cuisines, dream digs, 
and bonus heartthrob. And then while watching this movie, I think this is where we got the two new ones that we're adding, which is Fire Frenzy and Hot Wheels. And I have a feeling that with all these additions, everything's going to make the shelf. We might need to uh, make the star count a bit higher, but we'll see. We'll see. But again, we're always adding to the list. So if you have suggestions, shoot us a note on Twitter at DearBFFPod and we'll, you know, weigh it again. Yeah. We're, very, we're very hard to break through. Yeah, I love these additions, especially the fire, because I know we both get, we both like squeal every time there's fire. I know. We're so, we're such pyros. Like if you've never listened before, you'll have to listen to previous episodes because we get like crazy about fire we just love it so much yeah i was actually so yesterday i just watched the movie swamp thing Mm -hmm. which was it's a wes craven film and there is a portion where some like a person is just completely set ablaze oh my god and they're just walking wait is that like what that gif is from like when you see that person just walking with fire like being on fire oh i don't think so but that it, it was basically that like okay. It was that Jeff? Yeah. Like the person was just completely set ablaze, and then they jumped into a lake. Oh, I'm gonna have to check this <laughs> well, out. A swamp. A swamp, and then yeah. it became a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was interesting, but yeah, we love fire. It's very fun. It's a de- it's a pure delight. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get down to slumbering. What did you think of this VHS box? I had found a picture of it. So my first thought was just, wow, because I've seen this movie many times before, but I always watched it like as it was on like TV, like it was always like on HBO or like one of those cable channels. So I don't recall this cover at all. When I first look at it, because she was in that wetsuit with like the cutoff sleeves, I'm like, is this movie about surfing? I know what you mean, because... So this is the first time I watched the movie. I had never seen it before. And for some reason, I always thought the film was about surfing in California based on the front image of her in the wetsuit. I knew that the movie featured Chris Slater, but based on the box here, I mean, this is clearly Helen Slater's movie. Like she is, I think, the actual heartthrob. Yes. I mean, and she just overshadows like adorably bleached paired Christian. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, we went in with Christian being the heartthrob, but she becomes the actual heartthrob. Yeah. So here's the back of the box summary. The last thing she ever expected was to become a hero. When local rich kid Hubie Pyatt steals and wrecks Binks Davies' beloved motor scooter, Billie Jean demands the six and eight dollars it costs to fix it bink shoots mr pop and he and billy jean flee town accompanied by billy jean's girlfriends ophelia and putter they become fugitives and when they pick up a very willing hostage lloyd billy jean becomes a legend in her own time a symbol of freedom to teenagers everywhere i love that the woman that plays billy jean is named helen in real life and <laughs> I feel like we need to add a star that anytime there is a character named Helen or an actor, it needs a star. Okay. So if that happens, we'll just definitely bump the criteria up to 10 stars for making the shelf, which isn't a bad idea because we get a little wild. Like when we did Hunky Horror, we added so many bonus criteria that like everything made the shelf, which is fine because every horror, as we talked about, it should make a slumber party shelf. But, but I feel if we add Helen. But Helen's are worth all the stars. And Correct. To remind our listeners, like Helen's are like really cool. Well, we consider them to be like really cool spry old ladies. Yes. Very but with it, with it old people. That commit murder. Usually. <laughs> or start some kind of revolution. Yes, exactly. So that's why I do think, you know. In the future, we'll add a star for Helen's. But for now, you, I'm deeming you the expert on this movie. So I'm going to turn <laughs> things over to you to kind of start it off here. Yes, uh, yes. The expert of yeah. all things Billie Jean. So 
you know, being that this was the first time I watched it, I noticed right away that the cast member names, Helen Slater, Christian Slater, I thought they were brother and sister. I I actually, this was the first time that I put that together when I watched it. So I did have to look up if they were actually related, but no, they just share the same last name. They aren't related. And then upon further research, I read that Christian had like a crush on Helen throughout filming and that because they had the same last name, that it was fate that they would end up together. Like how adorable is that? I feel like it's just so teen like to have like a crush and just be like, well, we have the same last name. So we're going to get married. It it would be very easy, I guess, if you're (laughs) into the whole name change thing. But I do like that even heartthrobs are crushing on heartthrobs but I feel Mm -hmm. like if they would have ended up together like worlds would have like exploded the funny thing is now that like we're older I would think that if my last name was the same last name like if I had the same last name as my crush I'd be like well we're related so that can't like I'm gonna have to look on ancestry.com to make sure that (laughs) we're not third cousins while they're sleeping you're like taking a swab test (laughs) yeah i'd be like this is very weird yeah i mean it's pretty wild and yeah i saw the fact right away then like because i was like whoa like no one's ever talked about this and it's just it's really crazy so the movie opens with Billie Jean Davy, who is a teen in Corpus Christi, Texas, and she is with her younger brother Banks. They're on his scooter and they're going to some like local swimming hole. And for some reason, this scooter is like all about town. Like people <laughs> are like commenting about this scooter. Love this scooter. I just thought that it was like a character. I felt it kind of was a character. Yeah, it was weird. But one of the uh, townspeople, Hubie Pyatt, I mean, he's an unruly cretin. And he has a beef with this scooter and Binks. Like, he uses some kind of gross derogatory words. And he's trying to always get with Billie Jean, you know, and Billie Jean wants to have nothing to do with him. So Binks throws a milkshake onto Hubie at, like, the local burger joint. That's kind of when a lot of the trouble ensues. Yeah, like this movie kind of starts off right away. There is that whole like cruising about town in the scooter thing. But then we are immediately introduced to like the enemy. And something about this scene, I really want to go to that like shake stand. Like I dream of going to that place and getting a milkshake. But I don't want to be anywhere near pubie hubie as we (laughs) confirmly or as we firmly started calling him throughout the movie yeah he's terrible he's absolutely terrible just just gross Mm -hmm. um so after the milkshake incident the baddies follow them to the alligator river as i call it because i just imagine there being so many gators in there yeah and yeah they kind of have their way with that scooter then it was weird Mm mm-hmm they're Basically manhandling this scooter, roughing it up while Billie Jean and her brother, they're swimming in their undies in this, as you Mm -hmm. said, like this alligator river, which I have to say that looked very no, but I am not one that likes to swim in lakes anyway, because you can't see anything and I don't know what's on the bottom. Yeah, like lake swimming or river swimming to me is just terrifying. Like what is in there? Why is the bottom just like a mush factory? Um, and if there are alligators in there, I won't see them coming for me. And they're definitely going to eat me because I can't swim that fast. Yeah. You know, this is now going on like a decade ago, but I went to Hawaii. You know, we went in the ocean and there you could, it was like clear. You could see. Mm-hmm. And I remember the one time we were in the ocean, I ran out so fast Cause an eel, like this skinny, <gasps> no. like was like next to me. And then after that, I was like, that's it. Resort pool only. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, I would have been completely out never to go back there again. I'm never, that is yeah. scary. That's the scary part of being able to see into the water too. Cause I think that the ocean is terrifying. Yeah. Definitely things in there that we don't know about. 
Well, and I don't ever want to go on one of those, like, you know, go scuba diving or snorkeling, and then they just leave you out there. I've done that, but I really like snorkeling. See, that scares me. What if they leave you? They don't leave you. And then you're just in there with jaws. No, <laughs> thank you. No, thank Goodbye. You. <laughs> All right. Back to the story because um, yeah. we could go we could go off the rails as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So they basically see that Hubie and the pube crew are like trying to steal the scooter. But sadly, Banks and Billie Jean don't get the scooter back in time and they peel out of there, which makes me wonder, how far did they have to walk? to get home because they were stranded yeah i don't know i mean that's never really discussed like i feel i mean i guess they must just walk home because we don't really know how far i guess it was but you are correct they they took that scooter and then later on during the night decides he's gonna try to go out on his own and look for the scooter and Billy Jean ends up paying a visit to the Popo, where we then meet Detective Ringwald, played by bonus heartthrob Peter Coyote. Peter Coyote is, yes. He is a detective that I do not side-eye in a bad way. But he doesn't really help them out at all. He was just like, betcha it'll turn up. <laughs> like, just like that. <laughs> Go home yeah. and say some prayers. Yeah, which is a typical, like, cop response yeah like this is below me like i'm gonna Mm -hmm. i I have bigger fish to fry i'm not gonna look for a scooter yeah so he's just like yeah just wait and see you know it'll turn Mm -hmm. up he doesn't offer any help at all sadly when billy jean gets back to the trailer park where they live she finds her brother basically got his ass handed to him the scooter's destroyed like i feel he was like holding a mirror from it (laughs) He, I think he was, like, hugging something, like, in bed. Like, he was, like, <laughs> holding something in his arms. Yes. It was one of, like, the side mirrors or whatever. That makes sense. Yeah. Billie Jean is fired up, you know. So she rolls over with her friend in their Hot Wheels station wagon to some kind of general store it, and gas station of sorts. Like, it sold a bunch of just random stuff. But she demands the amount of 608 American bells. And Puby, as you've coined him perfectly, and Papa Puby are no. Like, <laughs> um, Papa Puby is funny. <laughs> I hate him. Like, no, he... I mean, I hate him too. I hate him. But also calling him Papa Puby, I'm dying. That is so good. I mean, they're just a gross duo in general. Like, like basically like father, like son. Like one gross offspring to another so um it was just icks all around but billy jean went in alone and demanded the money but papa pubie was like oh the money the money's upstairs so you just know you just have like an icky feeling all around because as they're climbing this spiral staircase in the middle of the store things just get like very disgusting and super handsy and ugh. Yeah, I feel like when you saw the spiral staircase, you're like, oh, this is not going to end well. I mean, it was like something out of Silk Stockings. It really was. Like, and ugh, he's just so gross. But Binks gets concerned that, you know, Billie Jean is taking too long in the store. So she go- he goes in to check on her and finds she's extremely distressed and... He happens to notice there's like a gun by Papa Puby's cash drawer. So he takes that. Papa right away is like, ha ha, it's not loaded. <laughs> like, <laughs> and well, you know, of course, Binks is like, oh, isn't it? Or, you know, says something snarky and he ends up shooting him. And now suddenly Billie Jean and Binks find themselves as fugitives and they hop into the station wagon and they zoom off with their friend. And I mean, honestly, that station wagon, I still can't get over how it was hauling ass. Like that. I, I just, because, you know, like the back end of a station wagon is so heavy. There is no way that that station wagon can go above 60. Maybe 65 tops is like what it can go to. But like, they're not, that's not a getaway vehicle. 
No, but I will say once they get going, they do have some power. Uh, my brother used to, it was his first car, actually. He had one of those like old station wagons, like with the wood paneling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like after, you know, working for the day, because at the time he had the station wagon, I had a little Volkswagen Beetle and he would pull aside of me at a light and then want a drag race. No, you would like tear out. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. But it was funny because my car would always like start off the winter. But when his station wagon took off, I mean, it would go. I'm, I'm I, impressed. But those things like you could run into anything. And that oh, car, yeah, it can handle it could fine. handle a smashing. Yeah, it was steel. So it's made of steel. <laughs> You know, this scene, though, so they end up taking the station wagon. They go back to the trailer park because now they're like, well, we're on the run. This is also where we're really introduced, I feel, to the character who I just kept calling Lisa Simpson because I think the character's name was Putter. Putter. Yeah, who's played by Yardley Smith, I believe is the name, her real name, but it's yeah. Lisa Simpson. Yeah, I mean, as soon as she opens her mouth, you know what voice... Yeah. what voice she does and she takes it upon herself like she's like i'm escaping with you too and <laughs> you're just like great she's like if you don't let me go i'm puking yeah on the front seat and she ends up bringing like this body bag of crap no like, she, marbles she and... packed her entire aquarium full of marbles like <laughs> what who's like I, I need my marble collection like, I just, I couldn't. And then, yeah, weighing the station wagon down more. Right. Yeah. Just and like, insane. Just, I don't know. It's just like such a random thing to think. But she brought like a huge duffel. It's huge. My yeah. goodness. During this scene, too, where they're like wheeling around, they pass a gas station and gas was a dollar five. Yeah. A dollar five. Yeah. Wow. Well, and that's good because that wagon, I mean, it's going to eat the gas. <laughs> I don't, I mean, yeah, like they didn't, did they even take any money from their register? Like, what did they have? I feel it does come up. Like, I think, yeah. you know, they knew they didn't have a lot of money, but they are trying. Well, Bink seems to be the one that has the main idea that they should go to Vermont because then they can eat pancakes with maple syrup. Like, I think he mentions his plan like a half a dozen times. Right. And then it's like the scene where he's after he got beat up, there's like a huge poster of like a, a lady in a bikini, like on a ski slope. So like he definitely like for some reason being a Texas boy loved Vermont. Yes. Dreams of being there. Yeah, I mean, so they end up camping out, though, the first night at a mini golf place, which that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think we should have a slumber party at a mini golf course. Yeah, that'd be fun. Also mini fun. golf, mini golf is a lot of fun. Agreed. And they always have ice cream at the end. Yeah, like they always have treats mm -hmm. and things, so it's always it's definitely like a fun a fun time thing to do. At this point, you know, Billie Jean is still like, "Hey, you know, what is the plan? Like, what are we going to do here?" So they do agree to meet up with the cops at the mall. And basically tell them, like, hey, as long as we receive the $608, an apology from Papa, we're good to go. Like, they don't want trouble. They just want their money. And this scene actually ended up being a lot of fun because there was some radical fashions. Like, Billie Jean is wearing this kick-ass speed suit. I really enjoyed them in the mall leaving, like, a bunch of IOUs all over the place because they, like, got... G.I. Joe like walkie talkies and batteries and they don't have cash so they're just leaving like crayon <laughs> notes yes it was very polite it was polite clearly these kids are not bad like the, you know they just want their money back and of course though you know Papa Puby he's up to some dirty tricks and he has no intention of giving Billie Jean and her brother the coins no, but this scene, like where all of a sudden baby Hubie 
leaps out from behind like the mall tree decor had me dying I was cracking up like what even was the plan there yeah I don't know because he like basically was diving at Billie Jean like while she was riding the escalator yeah (laughs) it's bizarre everything happened so quickly but thank heavens Lisa Simpson brought those marbles because (laughs) they came in handy I mean that was wild and people just start spilling out like that was yeah, or like it slowed them down enough to like really take their time like they they were like oh we gotta be we gotta be careful around these marbles on this on this like lacquer floor and i remember like you commenting how the police officer the detective was like very impressed yeah like he made i love like the smirk he was just like ah look at these little kevin McAllisters. He was pleased with them, you know, getting away. And after this, all these clips, which I loved of just like people basically commenting like how great Billie Jean is. Uh Uh-huh. Like the eyewitness accounts. They're like, did you jump from one escalator to the next escalator or something like that? I don't remember them completely. You can drop them. Well, these men were chasing a girl right over here. And then all of a sudden she splashed right through the fountain. And rack this man down the escalator. What do you think about this Billie Jean? She's a rebel, you know. And I don't know, personally, um, I think they're picking on her because she's a girl. And I think that's disgusting. Well, there you have a woman's perspective. I thought it was awesome. Billie Jean went running up that escalator right there. This guy grabbed hold of her backpack and she turned around and kicked him right in the nuts and kept on running. It was hilarious. Billie Jean, wherever you are, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they end up escaping. and Yeah, I mean, thanks to the marbles, Lisa basically saved the day. And I should note, too, that the cops, even though, you know, there was like six or seven of them on foot, they were the slowest runners I've ever seen. So the gang does escape and then Binks like closes off the exit with a dumpster. Yes. Yeah. The the dumpster was very key in that because it locked them out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're back on the run and they end up at this like abandoned mansion. Honestly, do not recall this part that much. Like it just didn't stand out in like the history of watching it. But then again, I was also like a young kid teenager when I watched it. So I probably my attention span was like garbage but the mansion is not empty and we get a glimpse of this like hairy hand and this like surveillance video camera system so somebody's watching them throughout the house but like what is this creature and I think we both were like was that a werewolf yeah I was I was like wow this is so wild uh and, you know, Billie Jean starts to explore the home and she finds this room with all this camera equipment. And then, surprise, a werewolf, like, leaps out. It doesn't really attack her. It's just like, ta-da. I think he just wanted to, like, sneak up on her and scare her. Like, I yeah. don't think. But then she rams him in the nuts with a guitar. And this is, like, the third time we see somebody get get hit in the balls by her which i'm all for because papa puby and hubie deserved it yeah she is not afraid you know she's just like no yeah get out of here werewolf (laughs) (laughs) with like a guitar too ow yeah so this guy though i mean it is a guy uh lloyd moldor i believe is how you say his name lloyd played by keith gordon which which you would recognize him from the cult horror flick christine very much he's this character is very much into movies film equipment and he ends up showing billy jean the 1970 or 1957 movie saint joan which tells the story of joan of arc and again i was like shocked i didn't know that this was part of the story but this old movie inspires Billie Jean and so much so that she cuts her hair like the actor portraying Joan of Arc right I'm blanking on that actor's name right now she's very famous because she like died young oh right oh I can't think of her name I'll look it up so yeah thanks to like Lloyd having like a ton of having a rich daddy and having like a ton of like camera equipment 
she makes a video. Well, she has them like set it up and then she like disappears and then comes down the stair, like, you know, all dramatically like enters the scene with this new hair and this wild outfit that is just a wetsuit with cut off sleeves. But she looks like a mega babe and a total rebel girl in this scene. And this is where we first hear the line during her plea to like kind of clear their names. Fair is fair. You are so sleazy. You think that you can do anything you want and then lie about it and we just have to take it because what are we? Just a bunch of kids. Well, not this time. From now on, we're doing this our way. No lying, no cheating, fair is fair. All right. That's what you owe and we're not turning ourselves in until we get it. Fair is fair. We didn't start this. We didn't mean it to happen, but we're not giving up till you pay. Fair is fair. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And... That line, I definitely, before watching this movie, knew about. And um, But just to go back a second, it was Gene Seberg mm. who played Joan of Arc. So she styling or cutting her hair like that. And I'm still in awe. Like, how did Billie Jean cut her hair? Because it's, like, perfect. I honestly don't know. Because as a hairstylist, I just need to know how she did it with just a pair of like regular scissors. And like, how did she get the back of her head? Like there's I would have there should have been some blood. Like there just should have been a little bit of bleeding from trying to cut the back of your head with I mean, unless she had if she had clippers, I'd understand a little bit more. But like it was scissors from the setup. I think you would have ended up with a rat tail. As you will see if you watch the video that we will talk about (laughs) in a little bit. You know, if you're trying to cut the back of your head, like, you're going to end up with, like, weird pieces that you missed. And probably going to end up with a tail. But, no, her hair is perfect. And she ends up, after they shoot this video, and it gets shown all over TV, she becomes this icon and role model to all teens. And kids just start cutting their hair. And it's cut perfectly all across the nation. Right. (laughs) Although something that was interesting to me was apparently like during the filming, because there's a part where Lisa Simpson cuts her hair as like, you know, a showing of defiance. And she apparently refused to cut her actual hair. So she wore a wig and then cut the wig. And then she had to like wear the wig the whole time. And it was like a pain in the butt. She didn't want to cut her own hair. But yeah, everyone is cutting their hair. And all the while in the background, there's like this bodacious soundtrack that keeps playing. (laughs) So I, so like there was always like little guitar intros or like little background sounds that like would almost like lead up to the song playing. So I just kept telling Rosalie to prepare herself for this one song that just ends up being played like multiple times from here on out leading up to this moment there's like little moments where you're just like oh i think that's that's that song it's like it's gonna play and then it doesn't but now we're finally getting like a montage and it is the amazing song by pat benatar called invincible quite something you know we watched the video together afterwards pat and but i was she had a rat tail she did have a rat tail she did and that's i mean probably something she regrets when i was looking up some factoids before pat would sing this song at concerts she would tell the audience this is from the worst movie ever made i Which- think she's wrong <laughs> 
<laughs> which is awful. Like what was she, I read this too, because after we watched the video, I just kind of went down like a rabbit hole of sorts. She literally would announce that at all of her concerts when everyone probably like loved that movie or at least like enjoyed the movie enough to like not hate it. Right. So I, I, I say, how dare you, Pat? How dare you? Because the song rocks. I'm going to yeah. add it to our, our Slumberkins playlist. Like, was she mad because people would remember them? <laughs> maybe. Maybe she was like it overshadowed or something, but I don't I like find that it, attitude. Yeah, I find it to be rude. I it's find it very, to be very rude. Yeah. So meanwhile, you know, the kids, while they're all cutting their hair and Billy <laughs> Jean's out rolling in the station wagon, you know, <laughs> Papa Puby puts out a bounty for their capture. The detective tries to convince Billie Jean that if she just turns herself in, it will be a peaceful exchange. They will give the money owed and they come up with a meeting spot, all of this. And when Billie Jean is ready to go there, it's like a full-blown like rally. It was It was crazy. But going back, Lloyd, he basically tells them like you can't just go there you're gonna need like a hostage because like he just wanted to hang out with them like he just was tired of his little like rich daddy issues and he was like i don't want like i want to hang out with you guys so just like make me your hostage so he like basically forced them to take them take like to fit into the station wagon i mean there's plenty of space get on in but yeah like they get to the beach party palooza of some sorts and this has to be the most chaotic place to exchange money like, did we not learn our lesson with the mall fiasco? And that was like a small scale. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really wild why they even trusted these cops. Like you said, the mall fiasco was, you know, it did not go smoothly at all. Like what made them think like, oh, yeah, let's meet up at the beach. <laughs> Where there's like a whole Texas party going on. Just bananas like the whole radio station was there that like basically kept playing that song over and over again and it was just it was just an interesting place but anyway Billie Jean bought herself this amazing curly like long-haired wig and then Binks he dressed up in Billie Jean's clothing holding like Lloyd at gunpoint the hostage but this is where stuff goes south because dumb puby sees that it's binks and then everything goes off the rails binks gets shot and everyone goes running and then just as the crowd starts to thin billy jean spots papa puby's tent of like her face on hats and t-shirts and he's like making all this money off of her now so she is just not happy but she confronts him and all the right people overhear what she says to him and then she lights the place on fire. Goodbye. Here's your change. You can keep your money. Go buy somebody else. It's a complete fire frenzy. And honestly, that tent, my blood was boiling. Like when I saw the tent of the merch, because there's just so many like disgusting things he was selling. Like, because one thing we didn't mention is like when Binks and Billie Jean were swimming in that alligator lake, somebody was taking pictures. Like, oh, yeah. One of the kids. Yeah. Part of the puby crew was being gross and like taking pictures of her in her undies, like all coming out of the water and stuff. And then so then Papa Puby went and had those like blown up poster size and like the tent just had a lot of grossness going on. So I was very pleased I got set ablaze. I was thrilled. Yeah, it was a, it was it was amazing. And it caught it caught like wildfire because there was like straw everywhere so like everything just like burnt up and then people started to throw their merchandise like their Billie Jean merchandise into the fire so it was just 
Yeah, which was interesting. You know, at the same point, I was like, well, Papa Puby probably don't care. Yeah, like, he, he already got your got, money. Yeah, he got the bells, like... <laughs> the nook of the of the movie he was like a nook and then like what about that jack no i thought i didn't want you to bring it up the way it was zipped it's like not even halfway like i think it was up to the button maybe (laughs) of his jeans (laughs) it was like i want to find a picture of that so we can post it onto our um yes we need to and it was like a members only Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And I feel like he was, he had like one of those like large Texas belt buckles on. Ugh. And it so like just... it kind of just like covered that. And that's as far as it went. I'm just going to pretend that he also burned in the blaze. Yeah. Like a melted wax. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was just now. But the craziness at the beach, we cut to the end of the film and it just had me howling because. They end up hitching. They're going to go to Vermont anyway. And what do they see but a red snowmobile? (laughs) A new toy for Binks. And the way he like walks out with just like he had his arm in a sling. So he was okay. I almost wonder if they were like trying to set this up to like be like a sequel. But I read that it did very poorly at the box office. So yeah, it definitely felt though like they were setting up for a sequel or hinting at it. Uh, So it's a shame because I think, you know, obviously now it's found its audience. I know a lot of people who really like this film. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad that you finally got around to watching it. I must say. Yeah. So do you have your clicky pen ready? I do. All right. Billie Jean has earned a total of nine stars for Christian Slater, two stars for Helen Slater since she is a babe and a rebel girl, for Maul, Fire Frenzy, Bodacious Tunes, Bonus Heartthrob, Radical Fat, and the final cat count was one. (laughs) One cat. (laughs) But fair's fair with nine stars, this movie ends up on the Slumber Party watch shelf. I love that you just used fair is fair one last time. Yes. It was necessary. But I am very happy that this ended up on the shelf. I've watched this so many times as a teenager or kid, however old I was when I first watched it. And I have great memories of it. And it is a great sleepover flick. It is. And I'm also glad, too, that it ended up on the shelf. And yeah, so I hope everyone had fun at the slumber party Follow us on the social meds because we like to interact. And then maybe let us know who you deem your ultimate Valentine's Day heartthrob. Yeah, email us at dearbffpod at gmail.com. And you can also send us postal mail at Attention Movie John, P.O. Box 20172, Philadelphia, PA, 19145. We will write back and send you some goodies, compliments of our fan club president, Mr. Clank, who has gifted us a bunch of vintage trading cards. And I know we haven't opened a pack in a while, and Mm -hmm. you don't know what I'm opening. I don't. I actually, we had a little bit of a tiff before this because we were trying to figure out whose turn it was. Um, But I'll... (laughs) The crinkling. (laughs) Yes, we wanted to figure out whose turn and I just deemed it was mine. Yeah, Rosalie was just like, it's mine. And I was like, fine, I'll put mine away for next time. And then then we're like, let's just record. (laughs) Today to open a pack of hook trading cards. Eight glossy movie cards, <laughs> one sticker, and these are from 1991, made and printed in the USA. Mm, from the 90s. Yeah, so I have to admit, I never liked this film as a kid. I will say, for every the hoopla surrounding it, it's okay. Like, to me, I'm like, I enjoyed it, but like, I didn't have to watch it several times. Yeah, it's not, I just really, I'm not a big Spoolberg fan. You know, whatever. He's fine. Spoolberg. (laughs) (laughs) People love him. I mean, he's fine, you know, but not for me. And this film, it's very drab looking, but whatever. People (laughs) love it. I had wrote an article on Movie John that every generation gets the Peter Pan they deserve. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. My favorite Peter Pan is the Peter Pan that came out 
like 15 years ago. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Wait, are you talking about Pan? Wait, hold on. With um, Hugh Jackman. No, no. <laughs> this one was in, oh, it was in 2003. So much more than 15 years ago. Okay. Um, some people are in it. Honestly, all right, hold on. I have to look it up real quick. All right, you look uh, it up. Jason Isaacs was Captain Hook. Do you I know don't, him? I don't, I know him. No, it's not because it's not Pan. It's just Peter Pan. And it was one of my favorites. Okay. Well, make you, I'll make you watch it one day. Oh, okay. I'm looking it up. Oh, I watched this. I enjoyed this pan, this pizza pan. I remember being disappointed with it. Uh, nothing, nothing satisfies you. <laughs> Not in terms of pan. I have very high expectations, <laughs> but recent one just called pan yeah is absolutely dreadful i mean i've never i've never seen that one hugh jackman gets high on like pixie dust <gasps> and oh. it's bizarre but whatever that's for another conversation <laughs> i'll look at these cards so we have rufio <sighs> rufio saying his final stand and there was like a pop punk band named Rufio. There was. Mm-hmm. They were obsessed with Hook. Yeah. And then the, the next card I have here is Robin Williams. Let's turn things around. And he's at like a clock tower of sorts. Hmm. The rivals meet in which Rufio and Robin Williams are having their showdown, which was really embarrassing. <laughs> if you remember. I do. <laughs> Croc's Revenge, which, or the crocodile, I should say, for appropriate term. Right. It's like eating something on the ship, but it looks really dumb. Was it eating Snee? Did he get It eaten? looks like, it says, Peter looks like a goner until Tink flies in out of nowhere, deflects Hook's weapon as, she sh as he strikes into the Croc Tower's belly. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't remember. Yeah, terrible. What's this? Terrible. Happy Landings Peter. And it's like, I think Peter, where he was attempting to fly. Oh, yeah. Because he didn't remember how. Then we have a bedtime in Never Neverland where it's like the children gathering around Wendy to listen. Hmm. The Home of Miss Tink, which was played, if you remember, by Julia Roberts, who had a terrible uh, haircut. The worst, the worst pixie cut I've ever seen. Yeah. She should have got Billie Jean. She should have had Billie Jean do it. It would have been much better. Got it. And then the last card is the tragic transformation of the sun becomes like a little hook. Oh, yes. <laughs> he hates his dad. It was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's dark. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then the sticker I got is of like Peter and Hook, like they're sword fighting. And yeah. So I do with that sticker. I don't know. Stick it on something that I'll keep forever and treasure. I, I keep us posted. Yeah. I'll keep you posted. But thank you, Mr. Clink. I appreciate trading cards. I get to open. Yes. Yes. Next time you do. And also reminder, please go out there, rate, review the show on Apple Pods or wherever you get your pod, you leave a comment, we'll find it. You can also just tweet to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we would read your tweet on the air and you'd be famous. Famous. Hopefully in the future, later this year, we want to try to start getting some guests on the show. Mm -hmm. So if you want to come on the show, then you need to comment. Yeah. Don't be shy. Yeah. And just shout out to Movie John's Ashley Jane Davis for our radical theme tunes and the Hollywood hunk Hugo Marmuji for our nifty logo. Best Friends Forever is part of the Movie John Podcast Network. We thank you for listening. Please enjoy a short advert from our unofficial official sponsor, Snuggle Fabric Softener. Oh, Snuggle! Although I was informed that this bear is not soft. He is actually like sandpaper. Excuse me? Oh, that's the most sad thing I've ever heard because he's so snuggly and soft in the commercials. I know. Well, Ben said when he was a small child, he, you know, saved up like UPCs or whatever. Mm -hmm. They got one of the bears and it came and it was rough. 
Well, that's what happens when you pay in UPCs. Yeah. You might as so, well be paying in like feathers. Sure. But I want the spare. So someone, Mr. Clink, find <laughs> this spare. I like also how this, the only time, like the first time you recall Snuggle was from the other, the last spaghetti film club we did. Snuggly delicious. Little precious baby. Yes. So Clink, I'm putting a bounty out for this Snuggles. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. I want him on my desk by midnight. Midnight? When you listen to this. (laughs) Yeah, so listen to it early, Clink. Yes. All right. Well, this was fun, and thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) I'm Snuggle. Now's my chance to tell you about new Snuggle fabric softeners. Snuggly softeners that's really less expensive. Clothes are cuddly. Cows are fluffy. Your whole wash is so soft it's snuggly. No static clean. <laughs> Smells fresh, too. If you love softness, you'll love me. New Snuggle fabric softener. Snuggly softness that's really less expensive.